Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast Daily, where you can spend a few minutes each day with us to meditate on God's Word. Now, here's today's encouraging message. Hello, everyone. My name is Larry Adams. I'm one of the members at Golden Hills. And I want to thank you for joining us for today's podcast. One of the heroes of the faith for me is a guy by the name of Peter. One of the reasons I love him so much is that he's so relatable. He's so down to earth. Peter was a guy who didn't have the best education, wasn't always well trained, but he was a guy who loved the Lord and a man who God used mightily to encourage people through times of great difficulties and trials of their faith in the first century. And the word that God spoke through Peter is still encouraging many of us today. In the first letter that Peter wrote, he was writing to a group of exiles, believers who had been scattered through the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. These people were suffering for their faith. They were living in a pre-Christian world where many of the claims of Christ, much of we know today about Christianity, didn't yet exist. They were learning. They were new to it. And they were going through trials, and Peter was writing to encourage them. You and I are living in a post Christian world, where many of the claims of Christ and many of the effects of Christianity are not often seen in the day-to-day lives of people. But you and I are living in a time where, like Peter, we have unprecedented opportunities to shine and to grow and to let Jesus be lifted up. And one of the reasons we go through some of the difficulties we do is that God is at work deepening and giving us a proven faith. In fact, Peter wrote in 1 Peter about this living hope that we have in Jesus Christ through the resurrection. It's a living hope that helps us to understand that even the trials and the disappointments and the difficulties that we go through at times are being used by God to give us a deeper, stronger, richer faith than we can have before. Peter called it a proven faith. In fact, this is the way he wrote about it in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Let's pray for a moment. Lord, thank you that you are always in charge. Thank you that you are always working. And thank you, God, for all the events that happen in our lives that help us to have a deeper and a proven faith. May you encourage our hearts today through this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was in first grade, my best friend was a guy by the name of Rocky. Rocky was an excellent swimmer, even in first grade. His dad was a member of the YMCA. They had an indoor pool. And in New England, rural New England, in the wintertime, an indoor pool is a big deal. Well, Rocky invited me to spend the weekend with he and his family one time, and so it was Friday night, and he said we were going to go swimming. I was so excited. Now, I wasn't much of a swimmer. I had learned to dog paddle at a lake, but this pool had a scary deep end in it. So I hung out in the shallow end while Rocky jumped and did cannonballs off the diving board. He kept yelling to me, come on, Larry, come on, jump in. But I stood on the deck, or I clung to the side. His dad tried to coax me to jump in, but I refused. And finally, when I wasn't looking, his dad picked me up and threw me in the deep end. I kicked and sputtered and splashed my way to the edge. 
and I grabbed on. See, he said, you can do it. So try it again. So I did. I jumped in next to the pool and swam to the edge. I jumped in a little farther and paddled to the edge. And as my confidence grew, I eventually began jumping off the diving board and began having the time of my life because the school, the pool was no longer a scary place. You know what Rocky's dad did for me in regards to my swimming? God did for all of us in regards to our faith. We may well be saved, a mustard seed of faith to believe God, and to have our faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior is enough to save us from our sins. But far too many of us live that faith in the shallow end of the pool of life, and we never grow. We walk on the fringes of life with God, afraid of the deep end, and we settle for a life of constant questioning and uncertainty. In fact, sometimes in difficult moments, we can sometimes blame God or doubt God's goodness. We can just withdraw in anger because we don't have a deep faith, a faith deep enough to know God's presence and to know God's plan in the deeper things of life. God wants so much more for us than most of us experience. He wants us to experience the fullness of a life of hope rooted in a proven faith. The great preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Little faith will take your soul to heaven, but great faith will bring heaven to your soul. So God picks us up from time to time and tosses us into the deep end of life's pool over our heads to teach us how to trust and to walk with him. And that deep end is the life sometimes of suffering and trials and disappointments and uncertainty, trials that test our faith and help us to grow. And as our faith grows, it proves to be genuine and gives us a hope and a confidence in Christ that we can't attain any other way. In fact, Paul once wrote to the Romans in Romans 8, verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. You know, anyone can trust God or keep a smile on their face or say that they trust when things are going well. But when everything seems to be coming apart, when all we seem to rely on is no longer certain, the real depth of our faith is seen in those moments. Peter wrote this letter to suffering Christians to remind them that they were with God in the deep end of the pool during those trials. And they had all the reason in the world to have a hope in a hopeless world. Peter reminded them that they were chosen by God, they were set apart by God, they were given new birth, an eternal inheritance of salvation that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for them. And it's kept in heaven for you and me. And he said, you can rejoice in this. And then he said in verse 6, in all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. I don't think that what we're going through right now is on the same level of real persecution, where people are being dragged out of their homes or imprisoned or killed simply for their faith. But what we're going through is challenging us on many fronts, and you're already beginning to see that people are getting tired of the sheltering in place. They're wondering about whether they're going to get their jobs back and their freedom back, and people are beginning to protest. God has us in the deep end of the pool. Peter wrote this letter to remind people like us that we have hope in the midst of all of this, even though for a while we may suffer a whole variety of trials. Illnesses, financial setbacks, relational strife, jobs, losses, injuries, disease, rejection, ridicule, 
even at times retaliation and death at the hands of unbelievers who don't know Christ. That's what some of these people were experiencing in Peter's day. And while our suffering and trials may not always be at that level, we experience some of these same things. And all these trials have come not to punish us, but to perfect us. Not because God has abandoned us, but because he's with us and he's growing and deepening our faith. That's why Peter said in 1 Peter 1 verse 7, these have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. That word proven means developed, tested, tried, shown to be real. It's a faith like that written about in Hebrews 11 verse 1, where we become sure of what we hope for, certain of what we do not see. Ours is not to be a fair-weather faith, but instead it has to be grown, a faith in Jesus that is proven genuine. And that faith is being refined like gold. Heat is applied. The dross and impurities are burned off. And what's left is a faith that is pure and made strong, that gives us a hope and a confidence that our relationship with God is real. People, so many times... We have a tendency to become even more discouraged in the midst of our trials and disappointments. One of the differences of being a Christian, one who loves God and lives in relationship with him, one who believes that God is sovereign and good and in control, is that we realize that from time to time, in the midst of these trials, we're in the deep end of God's pool of life. And he's brought us in there that we might actually learn to trust, to grow in confidence, to have a, an ability and a faith that is proven through these things, that we trust God and believe in him, not just in the easy times, but in all the times, because we've come to know that God is good, and he's given us a faith that no circumstance can steal, no problem can diminish, no difficulty can cause to fade. This is the kind of faith that assures our heart and gives us the kind of living hope about which Peter wrote. The words that Peter wrote in the first century are just as valid and alive today. These are God's words. And he reminds us that all these things we go through have a purpose. And part of that purpose is that we may come to know this God even more with a faith that's proven. And that one day when Jesus Christ is revealed, our faith, the way we've lived for him, is going to result in praise, glory, and honor to the one we love. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.org. We hope you'll visit with us again tomorrow.